You've survived another week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and supporting the Black Man with a Gun Show. California love and a review of the 22 TCM pistol. Thank you. The new phone book's here! The new phone book's here! Well, I wish I could get that excited about buck. Nothing! Are you kidding? Page 73, Johnson, Maven, R. I'm somebody now! Millions of people look at this book every day! This is the kind of spontaneous publicity, your name in print, that makes people! I'm in print! Things are going to start happening to me now. Blackmanwithagun.com Ken Blanchard's Pro-Gun Podcast. Remember phone books? You probably don't. But you probably do, yeah. And things are about to happen for this show and this blog right about now. After John Wayne leads us in the Pledge of Allegiance, we're going to talk about California love. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Politics has become an ugly word. I'm not just talking about the presidential candidates. I'm talking about just the local stuff. When you become a gun owner, you become involved in the political battle. All you want to do is just live. Buy a firearm for self-defense, for protection, for collection, because it's cool, because it's an heirloom, for whatever reason. You don't know that you just got involved in a huge political fight that's been going on since the invention of gunpowder. Our friends and brothers and sisters from California have a fight on their hands right now. On July 1st, 2016, the below bills were signed into law. Assembly Bill 1135 and Senate Bill 880 would make changes of monumental scale to California's firearms laws by reclassifying hundreds of thousands of legally owned semi-automatic rifles as, quote, assault weapons. This legislation effectively outlaws magazine locking devices, which they have to call bullet buttons. These are constitutionally protected firearms with no association with crime. These changes would happen quickly with great individual cost to many gun owners and without public notice. Governor Brown vetoed similar legislation in 2013. Assembly Bill 1511 would effectively end the long-standing practice of temporarily loaning a firearm for lawful purposes. Under this legislation, the ability to loan a firearm to anyone other than a family member would now be a prohibitive item unless conducted through a dealer. A simple loan to a trusted friend for a few days would take almost a month to complete from loan to return, requiring two background checks, two 10-day waiting periods, two fees, and multiple trips to a gun dealer. The result of the misguided legislation would turn otherwise law-abiding citizens into criminals, simply for borrowing or storing a firearm with a friend. Assembly Bill 1695 would create a 10-year firearm prohibition for someone convicted of a falsely reported or lost or stolen firearm. Now, why should you matter? Why do you care what happens in California if you don't live there? Well, let me tell you, we don't live in a vacuum. Anything that happens in one state will come to another. The 
ideas for gun control are not original. The origins for all of them come from racism. The very first gun laws in our colonies were to prevent the African, the Asian, and the people of this indigenous nation from owning a firearm. The gun laws are still the most strict in those places where our ancestors lived. One of the coolest things about this country is that you just don't have to sit there and take it. You have the ability, if you would get off your butt, get away from the television, get out of the house, and fight for your right. It's an individual's responsibility here. Every day you get up, there is some joker trying to take away your rights. Every day. If you sleep on it, it's your fault. I'm going to have an interview with a guy by the name of Boris Kogan who's not sitting down anymore. Representing the great state of California, he's up next. Being an armed citizen means having a gun with you all the time. Carrying a firearm every day requires a holster that is both concealable and comfortable. Whether you choose our Super Tuck Deluxe or Mini Tuck, you'll have the confidence that comes from being discreetly and comfortably armed, prepared to face unforeseen dangers. Crossbreed holsters are handmade in the USA, come with a lifetime warranty, and a two-week try-it-free guarantee. Order your holster today at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Boris Kogan, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. I really appreciate it. California. Tell me what's happening in California, man. Well, I think California and actually, you know, Gun rights here in California are under attack, and, and certainly the um, lawful gun owners um, of, of the state um, are, are are just getting uh, beaten up, if you will, by by the legislators in, in Sacramento. Um, of all the issues facing this state, um, for whatever reason, um, the legislators have decided to declare war on us and have made gun control their number one issue, and that is just. Uh, Ticked off a bunch of folks, and um, a bunch of us decided to fight back. Um, fight back based on a recent uh, spate of gun bills that, that were passed uh, on July first um, and signed into law. So uh, we started a movement um, to put um, a bunch of uh, referendums on the November ballot. Um, that'll give the folks in, in California an ability to have an up and down vote to see if these unconstitutional laws should, should stay in the books, if they should be repealed. That's what we're doing. All right. So you're not a politician or not a paid lobbyist or just a regular gun owner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just a regular, um, American citizen live in Burbank. Um, never in a million years up until you know a few months ago that I think I'd get involved. And, and frankly, this is not a political movement. Um, this is, uh, this is a, a way for people to fight back. It's it's more about um, taking control um, uh, of our rights and, and giving control back to the people uh, more than anything else. Um, we've partnered with a couple of other organizations um, that are also focused on putting the power back uh, in the people's hands. Uh, we're aiming to um, put an assembly bill, um, uh, amendment bill, sorry, um, on the November ballot that will allow uh, or enable California the state of California to do these um, referendums electronically. Uh, if we had that capability, we would be able to undo 
um, bad legislature uh, legislation in, in a matter of days as opposed to what has now taken us months to do. And um, we also aim to uh, empower um, the people to uh, decide cases of uh, around child custody. Right now, those cases reside in, in the hands of um, the the judge, and we want to have that be decided by um, the jury of our peers. So this is more than just about you know getting back our rights around uh, lawful gun ownership. Does this movement have a name? Yeah, we're calling ourselves a veto gun Mageddon. So uh, the seven um, bills that were signed into law by Governor Brown, uh, the legislators in Sacramento named them uh, gun Mageddon. And so we're calling ourselves veto gun Mageddon. We aim to um, give everybody a chance to undo all those laws uh, come November. The, the, the legislators um, a couple of months ago um, passed no, no, no less than 12 assembly bills uh, focused um, um, on, on gun rights or limiting, severely limiting gun rights uh, from law-abiding citizens in California. So 12 were passed. Uh, Governor Brown, even though uh, tens of thousands of gun owners called and emailed him, um, signed seven of them into law. Uh, these range from things like now requiring registration of home-built firearms, to make it unlawful to lend your firearm to, to a friend or even go into a gun range and letting somebody borrow your firearm to, to shoot it. Um, things like um, uh, ammo registry, um, having to require to pass a background check to buy, buy ammo. Um, so things like that, that, that frankly have nothing to do with common sense or public safety um, is, is what they, they passed um, in, in July. It's just... Um, it's amazing what's going on here. That's crazy. So how, how long has this thing been going on? How long have you been, guys been putting it together to fight it? So this has been going on for, it, it took us about six weeks to at least, you know, figure out that, that you know, we, we can fight back. And so that that's doing research, uh, partnering out with the groups that know how to run these referendum um, petition gathering um, efforts. Um, and then once we figured out that this this was doable, um, we we started collecting funds um, to pay for printing of no less than uh, probably half a million uh, ba- uh, signature ballots uh, to collect one million signatures um, within I'd say four days. And this whole effort started uh, probably in earnest um, last Friday. That is when we got our hands on, on these petitions that were printed um, for us. And we started distributing them acro- across the state. So I'd say four weeks to plan. And now this is um, one week behind us. And in that week, we've got um, 500 locations, probably over 500 locations by now across the state stocked with petitions registered to hold um, signature stations. Uh, we've got probably three or 4,000 volunteers, and this is all grassroots. Nobody's getting paid. Everybody stepped up to do this because they know this is the right thing to do. Um, so thousands of volunteers, uh, some of them drove hundreds of miles to deliver petitions to rural areas, um, and it's just been amazing what's been the response that we've gotten from people to, uh, to enable us to do this. For those who are not in California, what's the climate of being a gun owner in California, what's it like? Well, I, I want to say up until, again, a couple of months ago, and maybe maybe even longer, um, 
I, I believe, and I'm just going to give you my my two cents on this. Uh, I believe the gun owners have uh, just become disenfranchised. A lot of folks that I've um, run into um, just feel like there's no point in fighting. A lot of them feel like no matter what gets passed, they're just going to go along with it and comply. Um, and it, so, so the mood's been very, very dire. And, and I, and I do think a lot of them just feel like there's no, there's no way we can fight back. Um, and we aim, and, and I think we are changing that, you know, we're, we're enabling gun owners to now have a voice, um, and, uh, um, organize and collectively to fight back. Um, so if nothing else, even if these referendums don't succeed, I believe we're changing the, the, the dynamic here uh, because people are re-energized. Um, they feel like there are things that we can do. Um, and who knows, uh, maybe next time we'll have more time, it'll be more successful, even if this, uh, this effort um, doesn't, doesn't get us on the ballot in November. We still got some time. You guys should be able to get some some real people together. Yeah, yeah, no, you know, w- without being overly confident, um, if you just judge it by the amount of response we've received and the amount of enthusiasm, we're we're, we're doing great. Now, the, the clock is ticking. We have to collect three hundred sixty-five thousand, a minimum three hundred sixty-five thousand signatures by um, August twenty-ninth to make the November ballot. So, you know, the, the legislature and, and, and the state of California sets a very high bar to be able to undo uh, bad legislation. Um, it's a very arduous, uh, very labor-intensive process. It's paper-based. Uh, it's really, that, that's why it doesn't work most of the time, because it's, it's really tough to execute and it's expensive. Um, but we're, we're going to change that. We're going to change that. Any opposition on our side? Because, you know, sometimes our own people can sometimes be our worst enemies, too. Yeah, and this goes back to a lot of gun owners, again, being disenfranchised and feeling like there's there's no no way that this can succeed. Um, Some people are bringing up old excuses. But, I mean, to be honest with you, the the group is not focusing on those folks at all. Um, We're fighting for them, even though they're not with us. Um, That's cool. We're going to... Yeah, we're gonna give them. We're gonna give them hope. We really are, and and I totally understand why a lot of people are disenfranchised and not, you know, not 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 helping us because they just they, they haven't seen the proof that anything can can work, and we're, we're gonna change that. What's what's fueling you, man? What's keeping you positive? I, honestly, it's the belief in this country. I, I'm, I'm I I firmly believe that this country didn't become great by accident. It became great because of how it was constructed because of the principles built on. And anybody who tries to mess with those principles, um, they're, they're my enemy. I mean, I, that's I don't what, mean that's to what sound I'm talking about. But, that's what uh, I'm talking about. That's real. Yeah. Man. I mean, no, th- that's what it is. And, and frankly, three, four months ago, I never imagined that I, a guy who's never had criminal background or, or run into any sort of law issues um, would, would potentially become, not potentially, I will become, a felon come January 1st only because 40 or 50 guys and gals who were elected to represent me decided that what I do is, is unlawful. Um, so that's what's, that's what's fueling me. It's protecting my family. It's having the ability to continue to be able to protect my family, how I feel it should be protected. No one should, no one should be able to tell me or anybody else how that should be done as long as it's done lawfully. And I've done everything lawfully up to now. I hear that, man. You're going to make the system work. Yeah, the system, exactly. The system is supposed to work for us. It's not, 
it's not supposed to impede us, it's not supposed to limit our rights. Um, people um, that we elect are not supposed to be telling us what to do and how to do it. Um, the Constitution is there to tell us um, what what is right and what is not, not 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 some you know bunch of elected officials, um, and and they have completed disregard you know, more than disregarded um, the, the the law of the land they swore to protect when they took their office. They, they took it on a, a, a day, and the next day they started you know disrespecting and not following the Constitution is just unacceptable. For some reason, as soon as you get in office, you don't have to honor any of the promises that you make to the people that you, you got your job now and you just go on and people have allowed that to happen for some, for so long. Exactly. I think a lot of people, well, I'm just, you know, not to get too political, but look what happened in the democratic uh, presidential, uh, you know, with, with Hillary and Bernie. I mean, stuff like that, where where evidence comes out that, you know, elections are, can be rigged. I think disenfranchises people and people start saying like, well, why should I go, and vote. My vote doesn't really matter. And we need to change that. We need to, and we, we aim to empower people to, to see that they, they can make a difference. You know, once, once we come together, um, we, we can, we can right wrongs and that's what we need to do this time around. Okay. So how can we help? What's the, um, what links should we go to? How should we find stuff? Yeah. So, uh, good, good question. Um, uh, so the, the, the probably place to start is on our website um, that has a lot of um, good information that I'll go over here in a minute. So the website is www.vetogunmageddon, that's all one word, so that's V-E-T-O-G-U-N-M-A-G-E-D-D-O-N.org. So vetogunmageddon.org is our website. So on that website, um, you can find... Uh, petition um, location um, services. So if somebody p- punches in their zip code and click on search, they'll find all the locations near that person where they can go and sign uh, the petition. Um, you can, if, you, if you're a gun shop or, or a range or, or a business that believes in the Constitution, you can sign up to host petitions. So um, I would encourage folks if they're interested and want to get in the fight, you know, sign up, we'll get them stocked. And they'll start appearing on our website. Um, and then, you know, I hate to make this about money, but we're, we're, we've spent, we've collected uh, close to $50,000 only. We spent $47,000 on printing these forms. Um, you know, this is, to say this is a lean operation is going to be an understatement. So if anybody feels like they want to kick in a few dollars towards helping us uh, print banners um, or rent U-Hauls to move petitions around, um, you can go on there and donate as well. Um, we ran into an issue with PayPal where PayPal has frozen our account uh, because I'm sure you know they're very anti-gun. Even though this is a political thing, it has nothing to do with g- gun sales or anything like that, they've frozen on funds. So we're, we're accepting credit card donations and, and checks. Um, so, it, but, 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 but anything will help, honestly. And, and certainly spreading the word about this movement to get more folks um, off the sidelines and into the fight uh, would be very helpful as well. We're, like I said, on a very tight timeline to get these um, signatures collected, uh, sorted, and submitted to all the accounting offices to, uh, to to make the ballot. What's the time clock? How much time we got? This um, this show is not time sensitive, so somebody might actually hear about it two weeks from now. What What's the deadline? 
Yeah, good question. So there, there are actually two deadlines. Um, so the first deadline is um, August 29th. So we, if, if we collect all the signatures and get them submitted by that date, uh, we qualify for the November um, ballot this year. Um, if, if we don't make that date, um, then the next deadline is September 29th. If we uh, submit our uh, signatures by that date, uh, we qualify for the November 2018 ballot. Uh, however, uh, for those two years, all the laws get stayed. So either way, um, we would be in a good position, although we are really trying to qualify for this November uh, because there's a bunch of ad advantages in having us on that ballot um, with, the, with the presidential election. I hear you, man. I hear you. All right. So let me have that website one more time. Sure. It's www.vetogunmageddon.org. Uh, Gunmageddon is spelled uh, B-E-T-O-G-U-N-M-A-G-E-D-D-O-N.org. Vetogunmageddon.org. Yeah, I had to type that down to make sure I got it right myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Is there anything that I missed that uh, I should be asking you for the for the good of the country? No, I, I appreciate the feedback. Like I said, this is all grassroots, all volunteer. Um, every penny we've collected has gone into um, funding printing ballots and 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 and, and, and petition, petitions and uh, forms, banners. Uh, nobody's getting paid. This is not political. This is not Republican, Democrat. Uh, it, it is really about uh, taking our rights back and fighting back and empowering the people um, who, who are who are being, um, frankly, repressed by by their elected officials. Um, so it's that simple. It's that simple. Either get off the pot or something, right? Yeah. If you like your yeah, exactly. If you want your rights, if you like to have freedom, you, you got to get in the fight this time around. Um, there's 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 no no other option. Otherwise, your rights will be gone um, sooner or later. Boris, thank you, man. I appreciate this. I will get this yeah, out thank as you soon for as possible. Timing. Yeah, I, I appreciate it, sir. Thank you for giving us the forum and thanks for, for your help. Uh, most welcome. It's crazy. I know, right? Just want to be free. Just yeah, just want to live my life. I just want to be an American. That, that's all. All right, this week I'm going to try to do something that you probably shouldn't do, but hey, I never followed any rules before. I'm going to do a gun review by audio. So you're going to have to take my word for it on stuff that I'm saying. Now, if I was really smart, I would have a YouTube video and I'd have somebody else filming me and I could show you all this stuff and demo all this good stuff and you can see it. But no, I'm working down here in the basement and it's just me. So bear with me. I will create a video one day. And uh, I will show you some stuff. This thing is called the 22 TCM. And I was blessed by my friend Steve through Armscore to test and evaluate this firearm. Now, it took me a little bit to get this gun because I live in Maryland. If you are new to the gun rights movement, let me tell you, this is going to come up again. All states implement their own extra gun control measures. Yeah. Even though there's federal regulation. States also put in extra stuff to make sure that the law-abiding people can't own and operate a firearm when they want to. 
Um, it's just nuts. So I had to realize after, I don't know, 30 years in this movement that the new system requires a handgun qualification license. Mm-hmm. And I had to show my DD-214 to prove that I've had training, which that's debatable all by itself. But my DD-214, I separated from the U.S. Marine Corps in 1985, honorably, as an E-5, does not say that I was honorably discharged. It just says that I was discharged. And that was not good enough for the examiner. So I had then proved that I had bought a firearm prior to September 1st, 2013, which that wasn't hard. I had to pay my $50 in cash to be electronically fingerprinted and then pay the $50 for the license and then wait. Now, if I had not had that DD-214 or had not purchased prior to that deadline, I would have to take a class, which depends on who's teaching it, how much it costs. So the handgun qualification license in itself is an economic way to prevent law-abiding citizens from owning a firearm. But you don't think that's a big deal? It's been, a, it's been a tactic of gun control since antebellum slavery. See, the first time this came up was when the Civil War was over and there was excess pistols available. Navy Arms had revolvers for sale. They were for 50 cents. But to make sure that poor people, white and black, could not own these 50 50 cent, 50 cent, I'm talking 50 cents revolvers, they upped them to 60. That extra dime slowed the process up. A dime was a lot back then. So it kept some people from being able to afford a firearm. And it's been used before, many times after that. When Glock first came out, for example, I think it was like $350. But Maryland, my state, had a law that said that any gun under probably $400 was considered a Saturday Night Special, which is a racist term. Yeah. So Glock had to, and gladly, up their price. So for the longest time, you could buy Glock in Maryland for about $450. Nothing changed but the price. But I digress. I have in my hands, you can't see it, but I will show you. I'm going to make a quick YouTube video piecing together some stuff, and hopefully I do some justice. It'll be on the website. The 22 TCM pistol was created by a gunsmith named Fred Craig. It was originally called the 22 Micro Mag. This thing had been around since, I don't know, the 50s. But Craig wanted an American cartridge to have a high muzzle velocity that would work in a true American pistol platform. And that's the 1911. So I got this 1911 looking gun that was sent to me with two barrels. One, a 9mm, and the second, the 22 TCM. Now, what's even cooler about Arms Corps is they actually sent me a box containing both 9mm and these 223s, two two not 223s, two two these 22TCMs two two to shoot. That's a first. I've tested and evaluated a few firearms, and nobody sent me the ammo to. So I'm right in love with Arms Corps about right now. So in my hand, I'm holding this 1911-looking 9mm and 22TCM. This model is the M1 911A2 
TFS Tactical. How cool is that? Now, I've looked on YouTube for a couple of the videos from you know from the famous folks who have already tried this thing out, and it's hit or miss. Some of them said they loved it. Some of them said it jammed a lot. But luckily, I got it on the second go-around. So I got the A2, and I love this thing. So to my brothers in the Philippines and Arms Corps, allow me to tell you, Salamat Po, um, just thank you very, very much for this thing. The, the, the bullet itself, if you will look at it, it looks like a baby 223 Remington. Yeah, it does. It's probably like a copy, well, that's probably a negative thing to say, of the 5.57 that FN has. Well, this is another version. This thing is actually made from a 223 Remington parent case. Now, Arms Corps is a firearms company located in Marinquino, Philippines, and they've been making firearms since 1952. I think that's where I got that thing in my head that this gun's been out since 52, but that's not true. This gun hasn't been out for that long, but the company has been around. There we go. Now we're straight. And they are best known for their Rock Island Armory pistols, which this is um, engraved in the back. That's what it says. And they also make Charles Daly now and auto ordnance and a whole bunch of Filipino made 1911s. According to the stuff that I saw when I researched this bad boy, um, this cartridge was made by Craig and gained the attention of the company's president, uh, Martin Tuazan, who, again, is from Rock Island Armory and Arms Corps. And they created this thing called the TCM, which stands for Tuazan Craig Micro Magnum. Say that real fast. And though this thing is designed to fit inside and feed from 9mm 1911 magazines, it has nothing to do with the 9mm Parabellum. The 22 um, is a 223 Remington. They got the same kind of head, basically. But like all good alchemists, this thing has been tweaked and uh, necked down to about a 224 caliber, creating a dreaded bottleneck cartridge that reloaders hate. But then he crammed it into a proprietary uh, 40 grain jacketed hollow point bullet to limit overall cartridge length. And the result is a very high pressure handgun cartridge that'll work in this platform and push this 40 grain bullet to more than 2,000 feet per second in a 5 inch barrel 1911 style firearm. Now, the first thing that happens after you look at the crazy bullet, you load it and you make it safe and you go to the range and you stand up to the line and you're getting ready to prepare to see what happens when you pull the trigger. You notice that right off the bat, it's a little heavy. I thought this firearm felt like it's about three pounds. And I think technically it's uh, a little under three pounds, but it's close and it's all solid. Doesn't rattle. It feel it feels like a um, like a match gun. It has the beaver tail safety. It has the flared out magwell. It has a fiber optic red dot sight in the front. It has the, you know, we call this thing, a fix mounted on a dovetail cut and it's adjustable in the back. So I gladly went to the range and got there, squeezed with two um, uniformed guard people that were qualifying and loaded up a magazine of these two TCMs and uh, looked down the sights and pulled the trigger nice and slow. And the trigger was great, actually. It's probably about three pounds, maybe three and a half. But again, feels like a match gun. And the next thing I knew was my booth lit up. This thing is a dragon. Every shot, whoom, whoom. No recoil, Holly, just uh, a lot of flash. And I kind of liked it. 
I was doing my research now that I'm a, a baby reloader. And I found out that it's not um, Sporting Arms and the Ammunition Institute approved. And that means they don't have enough um, specifications and tolerances for it yet. So there's no handloading data available from any American-based companies. So there's no, um, not, a lot, not a lot of this ammo out there. It's only going to come from Arms Corps itself. But I think you can get some reloading dies from Hornady. But I'm a Dylan guy, so I will be checking with my folks at Dylan first before I even attempt to buy some dies for for anything else. Also found out that you can actually buy arm the ammo from Lucky Gunner, which I was glad to find out. Another family member. Got to make sure I take care of my people. Buy stuff from people I love. So after emptied a few mags, a couple boxes, I was still smiling. It has the ambidextrous safeties on both sides, like the traditional, well, not the traditional, but the more modern 1911s. It, um, it's just nice. I got to get, um, I'm going to get some new grips, though. Right now, it's all black on black. I want to add a little contrast, and I'll probably engrave a dragon on the side of this thing. Handling-wise, has a really good um, serrations everywhere. It has the the place for rails that you can add all your extra gizmos, and it has a um, really good purchase. It really does. I mean, it, this is back in the day. You had to send your firearm away to get all this stuff on there. And now they come like that. So you don't even... Folks do not understand the guns from 1980 up to like 1995, maybe you had to spend some geats to um, to get a gun like this. Now they come off the factory like that. You don't have to do anything but add ammo and shoot. So, yeah, we had the big fireball coming out of that bad boy. And um, I got a picture. I took my cell phone and I put it down and you could see the lightning come out of it in the booth like somewhere was flashing the light every time I shot and it was accurate too the, the damn thing works get out of here yeah it does it's pretty it shoots it's heavy it's, it might be a little bit too heavy for a um, a carry gun so what would I do with this thing I don't know but I'm gonna try to keep it I ain't gonna lie I will be saving my pennies so I can buy this thing when the evaluation time is over because it's a 22 and because it's um because it's just a, a wildcat looking bullet I don't know what the ballistics are for self-defense placement is everything of course but I don't know what would be the use of this thing I know you probably can shoot a hog with it or or shoot some small varmint which I shouldn't say that too much in case the, the evil foxes in my backyard disappears, you will know what happened. I can hear my neighbors now. We heard a, a loud rapport and a giant flash of lightning. I don't know what that guy's doing down there, but that's me. Yeah, if it was a 9mm or a 45 or a 40, you know, 38, 357, usually when I talk about 22s, you're saying, you know, it's a plinking gun. But with this much juice behind it, I'm trying to figure out. The application. Maybe I'd just be a very accurate, low-recoil shooting, flame-throwing mug. I don't know. Now, I did get a box of 9mm and uh, changed the barrel out once I got back home. I didn't do it at the range that day, so I will be doing that this week. And I will tell you how it shoots in 9mm uh, on the next podcast. Won't go into detail. You know, what's funny is that I hadn't taken apart a 9-11 in a while. And 
Kimber had a little wrench that you could use to um, not cut your fingers all up when you're getting that spring out of the front. You know what I'm talking about? I'm going to go find that thing. I think I sold it or gave it back when I sold my Kimber. But you need that tool, man. You do. So my Rock Island Armory TCM pistol, caliber 22 TCM. I love it. That's all I can tell you. I love it. I like it a lot. Might have to give me a holster for this thing. Yeah, I know I will. I will try to send that video to you. I will make one eventually. So stay tuned. It might be like weeks from now when I get stuff together. But despite the videos I've done, television appearances and all that, I'm still terrified of video. At least editing it on my own anyway. So if I can give me a video partner one day, I'll be all right. Meanwhile, I'll stick with audio. And just take my word for it. I like it. I like this gun. So if you get a chance to shoot the RIA, Rock Island Armory, TCM pistol in 22, do it. And that's all I have to say about that. This portion of the show has been brought to you by the United States Concealed Carry Association. The USCCA has been providing education, training, and self-defense insurance to responsibly armed Americans since 2003. Join Tim Schmidt and myself here at usconcealedcarry.com. If you look at blackmanwithagun.com right now, you see that I changed the website. Last weekend, I worked all weekend. I gave it a good 72 hours, and I've been plugging away with it a couple of hours every day, every since. So if you look at it today, it looks different than it did yesterday. And I got some good stuff from all the contributors, especially my ace, um, David Cole, who's been a longtime helper. But I want to duplicate that about 10 times and make the Black Man with a Gun an online magazine. Now, without any doubt, the blog itself and the podcast, they've kind of gone together. But I can do so much better. I've learned over the years that one of my gifts and one of my talents is helping other people. And as my friend at work tells me all the time, I'm a facilitator. And that's not a bad thing, actually. And so, the Black Man with a Gun will become a high-capacity online magazine. How about that? And with the capability of adding videos, yours, and other podcasts, and your content, I'm trying to get more of my friends, more of my great, beautiful, smart, intelligent friends to contribute to this thing so that we are on par and better than a lot of the other ones that have the same old dried stuff. You know what I'm talking about. I got the cool people here, and my cool people, y'all been putting up with me for 10 years. How about I get you all Facebook for a minute and get you to write, because some of you guys are really talented writers, get you to write some stuff about everything, about life. See, we do more than just shoot. We're, we're the gun community. We're, we do everything. We got families. We can talk about sex, love, rock and roll, all of that. And it involves us, too, because we're still in this thing. The laws that bother us, the... You know what I'm saying. And this will be our magazine, our online magazine, our high-capacity online mag. Now, I know it's going to take a minute, but uh, I'll get you eventually, motivate you to, to do something, inspire you to write something, and maybe can get you to do it once a week. And maybe the plan is, after a year, and this thing has grown, to I'm actually getting ad dollars from wherever we can profit share. I can actually... Well, I know I can do that now if... People like Arms Corps and uh, other companies decide to send me something for review. Guess who I will give it to from now on? 
only those who are contributing people on my site. Mm-hmm. So when we go to SHOT Show or Gun Rights Policy Conference and we have our meetups, I'll have my authors and contributors. See, in my, in my head, remember Perry White from the Daily Planet? I always liked that dude. Folks who were like all in love with Lois Lane and Superman and Jimmy Olsen back in the day. Perry White was my hero. Great Scott. I wanted to be the guy behind the desk that kept the planet moving. Well, sort of Cosmopolitan or Salon.com or, you know, some of them other online mags and rags. You got the black man with a gun. Want to be a part of it? Let's do it. Don't just talk about it. Don't just think about it. You can. Just contact me at blackmanwithagun at gmail.com and we'll make it happen, Cap. And yeah, there'll be some learning curves. There'll be some mistakes made and we'll fix it. But I can give you all the parameters for what I need and what, what it should be look like and we'll make it grow together. We'll succeed at this thing together. And see, also, the other cool part is your stuff will give me content for the podcast. How cool is that? I can be the Walter Cronkite. I can be sitting here reading your post. Mm-hmm. And if you already have a podcast or a blog, hey, more Google juice. Yeah, I know there's a whole bunch of other places that you could send your material to. But they don't love you like me. Next up is Michael J. Woodland with our tip segment. Hit it, big guy. Thank you, Ken. And welcome to another tip segment. I am Michael Woodland of m-wtactical.com, and today we're going to discuss Trigger Reset. This past weekend, my training routine was broken up with 24-hour duty at the brigade level. For those who served and are still serving, you know my level of excitement with pulling that duty. Like everything else, I took the time to talk with the two runners to get their knowledge level on handguns. Asking both guys the same question at different times, the answer was the same. I know a little and did this. Then, after putting a training aid in their hand and asking to demonstrate and explain, that took a shift to I was doing what I seen on TV and in the movies. Then again, I seen it all too many times. That ego is a powerful tool. My mini class went on like I was giving a class to 15 people, demonstrating and answering questions. Then I took notice of what they were doing and watching as the laser was jumping on their intended target. Now, we were discussing trigger pull, and one of the fears in the military hit home, and it terrified me. The misinformation on a technique, this time being trigger reset, being taught improperly. I asked the two soldiers to discuss and demonstrate trigger reset, and they were correct till the reset portion. And when they got to that point, they were finished. If these two are discussing this, and I am in a company that has X amount of soldiers, with four companies in my battalion, with four battalions in my brigade, I think my work is cut out for me. We went on and discussed the importance of trigger reset and how it can work for you in more ways than one. Those ways being that the pull of the trigger after the initial pull will be lesser, therefore eliminating a possibility of causing the firearm to shake greater 
with the natural wobble. The second way is that it can lead to faster, effective follow-on shots. So, what do you do with trigger reset? First, if you haven't done so, go back a few episodes and listen as we talked about foot placement and body position. After all those variables have been checked, the next thing to do is slowly pull the trigger to the rear. When the firearm discharges, keep the trigger pulled all the way back till you are ready to reset the trigger. When you are ready, release the tension on the trigger till you hear the metallic click or the vibration from the metallic click and stop. At this point, the trigger has been reset and your next pull will be lesser in tension than the initial pull. The intent is to repeat that process for all follow-on shots until you are done firing or out of rounds. Since I'm an advocate of dry firing, this is something you will get the hang of in about 5 or 10 minutes. Like everything else, keep up the constant repetitions till it becomes second nature, and like always, the improvements will show when you are at the range with live rounds. Tune in next week as we tackle another area of marksmanship for another tip segment. Visit us on Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical in the search bar. Hit the like button and join the discussions on the post. If you are in the photos, follow me on Instagram at MJ Woodland, where you can get an up-close and personal involvement of what I'm doing, whether in the military or out shooting somewhere close to you. If you are not internet savvy, we have that covered also. Go to www.mjwoodland.com m-wtactical.com where you can easily connect with us on the previously discussed social platforms while reading about us, looking at pics, viewing future classes, ordering products, or even listening to the current week of the Black Man with the Gun podcast. For the totally old school, just call 803-250-1256 and let's discuss whatever is on your mind from shooting classes or just inviting us out to your event. Until next week, Keep shooting, keep practicing, and have fun. Back to you, Ken. This portion of the show has been sponsored by Dylan Precision. Reloaders, reloading equipment, bullet reloading, and bullet reloaders. Check out DylanPrecision.com. All right, that means it's time to go. Back when I used to watch the Flintstones, that was a time when Fred would slide off the end of the dinosaur. It was quitting time. This is your friend and brother from another mother. And I want to thank my man, Tat, for letting me know about Mr. Boris Kogan. And thank you, man, for the interview. Thank you to Michael J. Woodland for plugging away, man. And your sound is hot and you're doing a good job. And you're going to help make everything we do better. If I can make your life better, feel free to send me an email. I don't care whether it's just to say hello or just to reconnect. Sometimes you need a friend. I'll be there for you. Blackmanwithagun at gmail.com is my email. If you need to call me, leave a voicemail message 24 hours a day, 301-828-1414. I just got my ticket to uh, the Gun Rights Policy Conference at the end of September, so I will be going to that. And if you want to be a part of the new blackmanwithagun.com online magazine, feel free to send me a note. If you need a little inspiration, check out my other podcast, The Ken Blanchard Show. You'll find it at KenBlanchard.com. Remember to be with people who know your worth. You don't need too many people to be happy. Just a few real ones who appreciate you for who you are. Just in case, 
Nobody has told you this today. I love you. And there's not a darn thing you can do about it. Until next week. Shalom, baby. Until next time, friends. To keep in touch with Ken and his cause, head over to blackmanwithagun.com. Oh, and for, before I forget, I just got a big old package from DHL. My patches are here, so I got a new uh, assortment of patches. Um, these don't have the Velcro on it, so they're a lot easier to sew on wherever you want to put it. And you can get them for $5. Helps out everything. Get yours today. Blackmanwithagun.com forward slash patch. Check out the website. Let me know what you think. <laughs>